Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sisterhood as We Know It. Today, we are going to be talking about something that literally just dropped on Netflix. It was probably just 24 hours ago, and I got sucked in. And so did I. Welcome to the episode. Happy October. You're listening to Sisterhood as We Know It with Deed and Sun. Netflix is good because Netflix puts the banner of whatever they drop that day or whatever's the thing that day and it just starts playing. It literally is just, it's a preview. So it's what the, the way they do it is that you have your menu, but then they just start playing the show. Mm-hmm. So I turn it on. I Like my knee has not even hit my bed. Like I'm literally like just getting on to the bed and I turn mm-hmm. on the television and it says American murder, the family next door. And it has a, you could see the porch camera and then the the woman walking in with her suitcase because she just got home her friend just dropped her home in the airport and it just starts playing and I was like okay do I want to watch this is this scary it's late at night and but it just starts playing the story and I just I can't stop watching it I just it's called American Murder the family next door and I'm like what is this and I very vaguely remember hearing this story or a story similar to this and so I was like, which one is this that came out a couple of years ago? And actually, before I move on, let me just say, there are spoiler alerts here. So if you don't, if you want to watch or you want to, if you don't know anything about what we're talking about, why you want to watch it, then stop listening to us, go watch it and then come back because we're going to yes, talk about definitely this. definitely come back. So a bit, huge spoiler. <laughs> so yeah. So, okay. Now you've been warned. You've been warned. <laughs> In this case, what they do is they they literally drop you into the story. There is using live footage from the police cams, using right. Facebook videos from the victim, and so you literally get to know the victim because she, you it it pulls all of her pictures, her videos, her narration. She just like we do today. I mean, this was 2018, so obviously not that long ago. We post our Insta story. So it's as if someone went on my Instagram and just pulled all my Instagram content so you can see what's going on in my life. And so you see her kids, her husband, her family, and just completely normal things. And the the call to 911 that where it starts and then follows to literally it's like watching real time. It's not a frantic 911 call. So it's not your typical, you know, 2020 video or... Uh, new story it's not it right it's not a date it's not a dateline it doesn't have the music it doesn't have the yeah it doesn't have the dramatized it's the friend calling and and she sounds calm but she's worried about her friend and so i was just pulled in because it's literally it has that phone call it shows pictures of shanann and the victim and but we don't know that yet because it's just telling us a story. She's just missing, and it's doing broad daylight, so literally like a Tuesday afternoon, no, a, mon- a Monday afternoon, a regular Monday afternoon in August, in Colorado, and and I, it just could I could not stop watching it because it was just watching a regular. It was watching like live footage, and the whole time I'm like, where is Shanann? Where is she? And I'm I'm That's asking the same question that the, her friend is. 
actually saying this like just gets me really excited because I I have not seen a, why because I have not seen a, a crime documentary or a crime doc or a, whatever you want to call this type of of genre before. I, I haven't seen it where you're just li- all your wa- there's no narration there's no side interviews there's no dramatic music it's literally they told the story and of course they have a few missing day one missing day two but that's really it they just have the they they literally just have the date and then they have a little on the bottom they they just say who is talking but it's not interview style it's literally they're showing the live footage the live recorded footage and then putting people's names. So, you know, who, who's who, but that is literally, that's it. It's not I think the, the lack of a narrator made it like, like you were like, I was trying to solve the mystery myself thoughts before we even go into what the story is about. You gave a really good synopsis of the story, which is basically a missing person's case. And it unfolds before our eyes. And my theory is the reason why you liked it so much, in addition to the the format, the fact that, yeah, the format, the way that you're thinking about it while you watch it is that it's it's compelling because this is how we navigate the world through social yes, media, 100%. through um, surveillance footage yes. on our doorbells, on our um, through street cams, through body cams of the police uh, and through the surveillance of, you know, the, the hidden camera in the interrogation room. Right. Right. This is how, this is the information, the evidence that we have. And it's presented to us in a very social media format where you feel like you're scrolling through Facebook and naturally you want to go and do some investigating yourself. So then you look it up. And then you pull up, you know, a press news conference where he's speaking, where the where the husband is speaking or, you know, where her best friend is speaking to the public and passing out flyers of a missing persons. Right. Um, exactly what she said. Case. Exactly. This this format is literally exactly how we navigate and find information today. It's videos on Facebook because you want to know this person. And that's how we get to know people right. today, whether, of course people we know right now are not missing thank, thank goodness but that's how we get to know people today is like the first thing is like oh what's your instagram or what or what's your facebook and here is the kicker on top of everything that sun said from the body cams of the police which were really very i was impressed by how clear very the clear. picture was and the sound was just excellent it felt like someone was holding a camera it was just it wasn't weird it wasn't jittery it was an excellent body cam and there were no reenactments in this exactly it was all taken from all of the live of all the recorded footage as the investigation happened as they were finding they were discovering or just trying to figure out where where was shenan and here's the kicker it gives us a piece that we don't have when we're looking at somebody's facebook it gives us her text messages from her phone Yes. And so you get to know Shanann, you see her from the social media, but then you see everything that's going on behind the scenes. And not that she's any different from any of us where she's hiding personal affairs that you don't talk, you only talk about with your closest friends on text message. Right. And she's having a conversation with a very close friend right. via text message. Right. And it becomes part of this it, documentary. It, it basically gives all the clues as to where she was 
and how she ended up there and how her little girlies, her beautiful girls, and I might end up crying in this episode, but I basically got all the feels in the bad way, in the negative way with this documentary because the whole time I was like, well, where is she? Where is she? And who did it and what's going on? And, and then, and then at the end, when you find out what happens, what happened, like literally son. And I, and I even, I was Googling it afterwards. Like my body was literally feeling like cold and anxious. Like my, I had a bodily, Mm, I had a bodily reaction to hearing what happened to her and the girls. I broke down in tears. Like, sorry, I'm just, it was just really, it's a really, really sad story. Um, Because this, because here's the other thing. The people watching Netflix, the demographic is our demographic. Women in their mid, women and men in their, you know, their 20s, 30s, and 40s with young children. And this woman could have easily been in our friend group. That's the other thing. You can identify with her. She's someone in your play group. Mm -hmm. And we haven't even talked about what happened yet or even like, because I have all these other things to say, but I want to hear your initial reactions as well before we actually go into the story. Just like I said, the the way that the documentary was done is compelling because it literally looks like something you're already looking at on your phone. Yes. The way that it's presented is in the format that we are so accustomed to now. Scrolling, watching videos, looking at pictures. And to find out what really happened. You would look, and if you had access to this, you would look at the person's phone. You would look at their text messages. Absolutely. And it was so, I was just like, what, what, what? Here's the synopsis or here's what happened. So Shanann is a 34 year old mother of two married has uh her her girls are are the ages of three and four she is an entrepreneur or is able to work for a company that where she can work from home so she can watch her girls full time she is active on was active on facebook and where she posted what she was cooking for the day any news or where they're going to go on vacation just literally what we all do today um right she talked about how she met her husband um, her and her husband were married for eight years and they live in Colorado in a suburban town, um, just 20 miles outside of Denver. That, for some reason, I remember that detail, but they live in a suburban, I mean, you're literally a completely 100% normal family. Literally, like her neighborhood was normal, you know. Um, and one, and she comes home from a business trip with her best friend or her close friend and Oh, and by the way, she's 15 weeks pregnant with her third child and her friend, she had an OB appointment that morning. The, so she came home, you know, in the middle of the night between Sunday and Monday and then Monday afternoon had a, an appointment. And then, um, and so maybe you can clarify this with me, but her, her friend found out in some way, or her friend knew that she didn't make it to her OB appointment and she wasn't answering any and Shanann and Shanann is is the name of the victim or the missing person um who then became the victim and she wasn't answering her phone she wasn't her car was in the driveway her, and left zero trace her phone was home her her phone was on the top of the stairwell like ba- basically normal things right your your phone is up on the top of her phone which is her lifeline like like all of our lifelines and she and this was she last dropped off her she dropped off shanann her friend dropped her 
her off at 2 a.m. And then by 1.30, she was calling 911 because she's like, this is zero. This is not like her. She even, like, called people to say, like, can you get a hold of her? Maybe she's not answering to me. Nobody can get a hold of her. Then she went to her house, and her car was in the driveway, but she wasn't answering the door. And the dog, the dog was barking. And what's very strange and also extremely eerie about this is that her purse is there. Her wedding ring is on the stand. Her shoes are in, and you don't find this out till later, but her shoes were still, the, the, her friend's like, she always wears these shoes, and they're still in the house. And her car was still in the garage. But the girls were missing. Right. Her and the girls were completely gone. Right. It was as if they just suddenly disappeared. And um, and her husband said, kept saying, oh, well, you know, she said she was going to go on a play date. And she got home at 2 a.m. last night. I left at 5 in the morning to go to my job. And he's uh, an operator for, like, an oil company. And I don't know what that means. But I guess that goes out to, you know, that you go out to those really remote sites where the tanks are. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows the text messages coming in and and like the whole time I because I also signed did I, I thought this was another story of I was like, well, is this a setup? Like, did she just take the girls and he's like conning the police officer? Like, I don't know because there was another story and this was not it. But I was like, where? How would she get out of the house? And the officers were extremely calm and as they should be, and they were just asking questions like, what did she say? Did you have any conversations with her today? And the officer the her husband was as cool as a cucumber just saying no i just i really hope she just comes home um not even i hope she comes right. home. He's like I just, she's probably at a friend's house he wasn't as he right. wasn't worried like the girlfriend and i just want to stop there for now and say that is my one of my number one key players in this thing is that this case would not have been solved so fast without that girlfriend and I, I wanted, this is one of the reasons why I want to talk to my sister and my friends about sure. this was yeah. that it really shows that you need to listen to your gut feeling because her friend, yes, be, her friend dropped her off at 2 a.m. And by one o'clock was at the house with a police officer. She noticed that her, right. that Shanann was feeling down over the weekend. And we find out later, um, it wasn't out of the ordinary based on what was going on over the summer and this because this takes place in August, but she's like, she's been down. She went on, we went on a business trip together and to Arizona. It was, you know, a two hour flight and she, we had a good time, but you know, she was kind of down and then she, our flight was delayed. We ended up coming home, but she had an OB appointment and she, she basically knows her friend so well that the fact that she wasn't answering her phone, it wasn't that just like, Oh, my phone's dead. Um, but she did, she even called other people to call her and they weren't getting through. And then she even drove to her house. So you don't, you don't even think that her friend is overreacting. I, when I watched, I was like, I was like, first of all, what an amazing friend. I was like, that's the friend that you want. The friend who knows you and who listens, uh-huh. not only knows you, but listens. Cause she wasn't, when I saw that, I was like, she's not overreacting. She is listening to her gut feeling. That's a big deal. I don't think she was just someone who's like, my friend's not answering her phone. That's weird. I'm going to call 911. I think she really had this instinct that something was going up, going on. One of my takeaways from this tragic story was that if it wasn't for this girlfriend, this thing would not have been solved. This thing was solved within two days. And, and there's many key players to that, but that's one of the key ingredients. So I wanted to also hear your thoughts about the girlfriend in addition to the intuition. Like, I just want to say, like, 
if you feel something just do it you're not going to be overreacting just listen to your gut she was completely calm but at the same yes. time you yes could tell she was very worried the police officer's body cam shows that they're walking around the house calling out names um asking the husband chris do you see anything out of the ordinary what do they usually take on a trip is that gone maybe that will give us some clues that they did go on a trip and he says no just the girls uh blankets that they never go anywhere without are gone right and um and then it's the friend who you see on the body cam footage with the police officer saying like that's her purse that's her purse right there in the kitchen and she looks she says to the officer like she has to take medicine right. every day and if she doesn't take it and as she's saying this she's exactly. looking into the purse and she's like if she doesn't take it it's it's really bad news and and she looks into the purse and says, there's her medication. Why you, wouldn't she? You take could this hear in her voice, her? like putting, like she was looking, whereas yeah. with the husband, and, and here's what we find, find out, and I, and I Googled things too, but she actually texted the husband, of course, naturally, like, have you seen Shanann? Is, is she answering? She's like, and he just said, oh no, she's, um, I haven't heard from her, but she said she was going to go on a play date and she said okay and then mm-hmm. i think she texted him again and said okay i'm calling the police because I, she was very worried and he's like okay well let me meet you at the house right i'll be there in 45 minutes oh so she told him okay, she's like, i'm calling the police because i can't and he's like okay I'll, I'll meet you there in 45 minutes and it all yes. begins to unravel because then the police says was there any suspicious right. car or does any of your neighbors do any of your neighbors have cameras right. on their doorbell where we could see footage of someone possibly coming and breaking in and taking right shenan and the girls and so they go next to their next door neighbor and he has cameras on his front porch and it shows the husband chris coming home or leaving or for work leaving like for pulling work up to his driveway like and then leaving for work because you see you see because you see in the right. corner of the surveillance chris's car going into the garage so you're watching this whole thing through the officer body cam so you see through the body cam the surveillance neighbor to me is key player number two chris then leaves the neighbor's house and the neighbor right kind of in a hushed tone says like something something's not right he says this to the officer he says something's not right he never acts like that he's very fidgety he's moving around a lot he never talks and he couldn't stop talking something's not right and then the officer, you know, just playing it really straight, just said, well, his wife's missing. So, you know, right. you've got to consider what he's and the going neighbor, through. And, exactly. So he could just be And the neighbor panicking. didn't skip me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally understand. He's like, but he's always very quiet. He never talks. So just like what Sunset and he's rocking back and forth. And then he also says, mentions, he's like, my kids have tantrums. So I'm sure the kids can, you know, our neighbors can hear. But he said, you know, she was gone for six weeks. Which is, you know, Shanann went to go see her parents in North Carolina for six weeks that summer. And he said, yeah, we, my wife and I were wondering because, you know, they were yelling at each other. Um, I find this out later on Google Sun because then I watched the whole video. They, they, okay, oh, that's okay, on the YouTube like, part. But anyhow, on the, he, the neighbor right away was like, basically was just like, he is not acting like himself. Yeah. That, that guy like just called it. 
what the documentary then does is then it pulls you back six weeks. She was on a six week trip to North Carolina to visit her family and his side of the family. And she brought the kids with her. So she was gone. She's pretty much gone all summer. And again, the way they do it is exactly what Sun and I described earlier, which is so riveting, is we see all the beautiful Facebook videos, the the way she told her husband they were they got pregnant. You know, she wore a a cute shirt saying like, we did again. Oops, we did it again. And for the third child. And and then you see vacation photos of her and her her daughters um, at her mom's birthday, just re- really endearing slash normal things. But we also but through the text messages, what we find out is that her and her husband are having problems, and there's no I'll just say this outright there's nothing about domestic violence or abuse going on. You just see that he's not paying attention to her. And he's not treating her as a husband should be treating her his wife in meaning of giving her attention, showing affection, you know, talking. And, you know, she, you're, you're seeing this through the text message exchange that she has with him and then what she has with her girlfriends. He basically did not text her or, or, or with, I think within the first week didn't text her and then didn't want to talk, didn't ask for the kids. Like just really obviously enjoying himself. She, she has missed him and she feels like right. The intimacy is essentially gone, and the poor thing. You know, you see, you see exactly the text message that she's writing to her friends, and she's like, "I'm so sad. I'm bawling." You know, and so you're really. This is, you know, I saw this one review when I was googling this documentary, of that it tells the story from. It basically gives the victims justice because it tells the story from the point of view of the victim, and I would agree with that. One of the things that I found interesting in the interrogation room was they brought him in, you know, they were very, they weren't hard on him at all. And one of the first things that the investigator asked him was, you know, I saw some pictures of you before when you first got married and you look very different now. And he's like, yeah, I was 248 pounds then and now I'm down to 187. And the cop compliments him and is like, good for you. Right. You look great. But this is around the time where someone loses a lot of weight and then the temptation comes in and they usually have affairs. Obviously implying right. that he is having an affair and he says, denies yeah. it just outright. Nope. And the way that the investigator or special agent, I forget the name, but he was a special agent, um, was talking to the husband Mm -hmm. was literally exactly how Sun described it. Just like how Sun was talking to us. Very calm. Very, as a matter of fact, no motion. Conversational. Conversational. No no intimidation. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing about this is that they flip back and forth to the wedding. They show the the toast from the brother saying you were the best thing that happened to my sister and and then it also shows him i don't know having a speech about relationships and what each relationship needs and you can't be having affairs because it will deteriorate the relationship and and then it goes into 
missing day one, missing day two. And then because basically what Tuesday morning when Shannon and the girls didn't show up, the police launched an official investigation. They made flyers. They passed it out to people going to the neighborhood. I mean, it was all very organized and very, they had news cameras coming in and it was very swift. In fact, to the point where they're like, oh, we can't have anybody in the house because we don't want to confuse the sense that the dogs have, like the search dogs have. And even the police, they showed like one footage, again, from a body cam, just all live, where they're like, the house is immaculate. Like, it's just really clean. And right almost too clean there's they said and, almost too clean and because you there's there's just this sudden disappearance of basically your friend someone who you identify can identify with a young mother of two who's married who lives that lives in the suburbs it got it um created a lot of attention i think in colorado i don't know if that's when it went public or i mean nationwide and then you go into the interrogation room and then again flashes to North Carolina, flashes to, and it just leads up to the text message, the photos on Facebook, the videos, the, the, and, and mm. we find out that Chris had an affair or is having an affair. And then they just say, okay, we're going to give you right. the polygraph test. So I have to say like, again, that's why I have to go back to the girlfriend and the neighbor, the girlfriend, if that girlfriend did not sorry sorry thank you shenan's yes. girlfriend shenan's not the affair girlfriend best friend essentially did not go to the house on monday morning or monday like literally like it was it looked like noon or one o'clock i mean it was just bright in the day i don't think this case would have been solved i think the more time went on that you know like what you said some with the purse with the wedding ring right. and the phone being there it was all very strange and then Chris just said, Chris talked a lot about, oh, I did, you know, I went to work that morning and then we had a, we had an intense conversation and then the investigator was like, oh, what, so what's that intense in conversation? He's like, well, just normal. He's like, I won't go, I won't go into it, but just normal marital things. And we come to find out that he mm-hmm. told her he wanted a separation. And then they ask him, are you having an affair and then he denies it and then send what happens didn't they tell him they like we already know you're having an affair like they already found the girlfriend before or right so basically they have him do a polygraph they they make no mention of this affair that they already know about but then you hear the uh the recording of the conversation that they have with the other woman and she says that he, her, Chris, doesn't know that she's been contacted by the investigators. She also has not told him, and he has no idea that she is participating in the investigation, that she is cooperating in the investigation. And um, yeah, they're just questioning her. And it was only when the polygraph test, when the right. lie detector test came back horribly, that showed that he was lying throughout, that he was not being truthful, I should say, um, that they right. gave him many chances to just come clean and confess. And it wasn't until they brought his dad in, who flew in from North Carolina, 
and gave him time alone with him. And obviously the cameras are still rolling, the surveillance camera for the questioning room. Um, And he then confesses to killing his wife to his dad and tries to blame or he then says that right. Shanann was the one who killed the girls. And he snapped right when she did he's, that he's, and he killed her. He said, exactly. So he didn't know what to um, do. To add right. to what Sun's saying, he said that he told her that he wanted, that he was having an affair and he, he or I don't even know if he said he wanted, who knows what he told her, that way, what he claims he told her, but essentially that we need to sell the house and have a separation. And that she snapped. Right. Each day that they were missing, he called the school and said, which is just. That's correct. So son and I won't go into the details about what happened because, because uh, so viewer or listening discretion is advice here, but the morning, the morning of the murder, the morning after the, the same day, that, that same morning after he killed his family, he basically called the school and said, I'm unenrolling my girls and went about his day and went to work and texted his girlfriend. And um, it's just literally, this is not insanity. This is just pure, pure evil. It, what we find out again, to say, to add to son about the interrogation room is, is for me, key player number three and four, those special agents, we were so, and, and what mm-hmm. I love about, I don't love this documentary because, you know, it's tragic, but what's so great about this is that you see the special agents and they're not like the Hollywood where they just come in and then they grill you for hours, but they're, they intimidate you, right? They, they intimidate. You know, she, they're not intimidating. It's a man and a woman right. and the, and like what Sun said, the man, they're both very calm and the man was a woman like, you know, usually when someone loses a lot of weight, then they tend to have an affair. Did you have an affair? So tell me, so tell me more about that intense conversation. Just, so tell me more about that or, and, and then he said, okay, we're going to give you the polygraph test. And then it it cuts to the polygraph test and it's the special agent who's a female and I just have to give her a shout out. She was excellent at this. Of course, she's been doing this for, you know, decades and, or at least I think like less, just under 20 years. And, and she sits him down she says, oh yeah, you know, she just, it's, it's like you're going in for, I don't know, like a regular dmv test or something like she was very there's nothing intimidated about her and i'm not saying that because she was a woman i'm saying just because her energy was just like so here's what's gonna she literally just explained exactly how the poly test is going to work and what she said at the end is she just said one of us in this room because it was just her and chris knows what happened to shenan and the girls and at the end of this polygraph test two of us are going to know And he, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm going to ask you again. Do you know where Shanann and the girls are? I think she gave him like another, like she gave him another chance to just come clean. And, and he said, okay. And he, and he literally, he didn't get mad. He didn't raise his voice. He stayed as cool as a cucumber. And she asked the, um, repeatedly, she would ask like every third or fourth question. Do you know what happened to, Sh- to Shanann and the girls? Where are Shanann and the girls? Did you have an affair? where shenan and the girls do you know where they are and it just got and then right. and then um she just said you know it's do you just want to get this off your chest she's like where are they 
don't you just want to right and then at one point i think the investigator the male the male special agent was like for for someone whose wife and kids are missing you don't seem very scared or right she said she said for someone whose wife and children are missing i haven't seen you cry once where are the tears literally she says that i was not being tucked in at night he's just like i I do miss them i'm Mm -hmm. so i can't i can't wait for them to come home and she's like and then she said something she's like we know that they're probably not coming back didn't she say something like that son or like Right. She said, they're not coming home and you know that they're not coming home. So why don't you tell them? Tell us where Just come clean. And then that is when, and they offered for for the dad to come in and talk to the dad. And that's when he confessed. And actually before the dad comes in, she says, did something happen to Shanann? Did Shanann do something to the girls? And so I'm I'm Mm going to pause right there, son, because I want to share what I found from Googling this. So Lifetime made a movie okay. of this, of course. And apparently the, no, no, but the family. Oh, did you watch Which it? is, this is really annoying. Uh, this is really sad. But the family of Shanann didn't know that they were making the movie until it was already in production. Mm-hmm. And I know. But Oxygen also did a documentary oh of this and interviewed those the the neighbor, the special agent. And what the special agent was saying was that when they're that the interview process is extremely important because if they don't get it within the interview process, then the case can go on for years. And that is their only they're pretty much their only opportunity to present to get evidence to present in front of a jury. Otherwise, it's just all assumptions from there or speculation. So that interview is very key. So basically um, what mm. they try to do is try different themes. So she was using the theme of like, don't you miss your, don't you just want to come clean? Don't you want to just like get this off your chest? And then another theme she said she tried was, and this one worked, was blaming the victim. And you, she said you could see his eyes light up and he, and he held on to that reason. And that's why he claimed that she killed the huh. girls and then in rage and in, in, out of rage, he killed her. And so the reason why this impacted me so much is, A, the story is extremely, extremely tragic. I mean, he literally, uh, yeah, he, I, I'm choosing not to use words, but he annihilated his, right. know, his family. And, right. uh, and then, um, and then, sorry, Sen, I'll give it to you to talk more about this because. I want to hear more about what you ha- what you think about the interrogation and the confession and then the trial and then like basically how they got information about where the bodies were. Disturbing. Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's so disturbing that I don't want to talk about that part of, yeah. of that, especially because they were just baby girls, literally three and four years old, how... Yes, yes. Sinister. Just completely. I just, that really is bothersome. And I'd rather not talk about that. But I do agree that it's, it's such a compelling documentary because 
the storytelling in it like you said is right from shanann's point of view you see her personal text messages you are watching her on facebook you are seeing videos of her and the girls on their vacation and and then she literally disappears and the girls disappear it's like as a as a unit and and the girls disappear that's the part i didn't know going in because i thought for sure same the girls were still alive so was, that was really, it's very disturbing it's i mean the whole thing is very very disturbing it should not be happening and and then at the end credits i mean not to jump jump ahead too much but this is uh, I, at the end right before the credits they talk about the statistics of women who are killed and how right and it's by the husband like if there's a hurt on the family it's from the husband and it's very disturbing um right yeah so we we will leave it to you to google or to watch the um you know just prepare yourself um when you to find you know find out but he essentially killed his family and he at first tried to blame it on his victims and his 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 victim his wife Mm -hmm. and um and and after googling this son also is what i find out is that it's what you said earlier about the mistress is that by day two they already knew they Mm -hmm. um they had an affair and and said they also um visited his the site that he worked at that day yes and so they already had Oh, really? They were already collecting, I think, evidence and then brought him in because I think they arrested him on day two. So she was missing day one, like Monday, and they arrested him on Tuesday. Or they brought him in for questioning and then he was officially arrested on Wednesday. So this literally, mm-hmm. this he was in jail within two days of her and the girls being gone. And again, I have to bring it back to the friend. Right. And and I, I, all I have to say is go neighbor, mm-hmm. too. Like, that neighbor... <laughs> the neighbor that you want um um because he's like yeah oh absolutely this like the the neighbor called the neighbor basically solved the case like watching this um and so (laughs) i just had to debrief about it a because of the way the story was told and b just just finding out what happened um and um the the parents of shanann they even at one point because he blamed her for the little girls social media was going really crazy about they were like investigating they were you know that was that is such a good they were calling her a narcissist and i was like what are you doing she's gone like that where's your self-respect here's the thing is that she shared her life on Facebook and she shared her life with her friends and family. Once she met, went missing and this became a national story, right? People were then dissecting her profile. They were dissecting her posts. They were dissecting her captions on her posts. And then they were taking sides. They were then speaking badly about her and, uh, commenting on 
on her that this was her fault and then that there were people they shared that there were people who completely 100 oh, that yeah. he denial the husband was innocent and and to the point it got so bad online the slander that was happening the against shanann and the kids that the victims that her right. father shanann's father held a right. press conference and urged america to stop to stop talking about his daughter and his granddaughters and to move on with their lives stop talking about right. my daughter stop talking about my exactly. granddaughters. do something else with your life and it's just that broke my heart that part i mean it it's completely heartbreaking and it's one of those things where yes i just i'm literally sitting here rolling my eyes right thinking really yeah so i mean that crazy the internet can be a very very crazy place i felt like this documentary again i haven't watched anything else i might go watch the the oxygen one um gives justice to shenan and the girls it's all again there's no narration it's all based on the police body cam the interrogation room and and just one more thing about the just going back to the the tragedy even after his initial confession where he, of course he was lying to his dad about the what happened and then to investigators investigators knew that he was still lying he's like this doesn't add up and, and also in a very calm way he's like this doesn't add up doesn't add up right where are they and you know for him to again for him to blame the victim for the the death of of the girls is just it's like you you can't even think how it's going to get worse and and so i had to debrief i had to talk about this because there's obviously a lot of emotion and there's a lot of disturbance with this um but it also for many reasons from the act of the crime but also again because shanann and her girlies are just someone that you can relate to someone you could be friends with someone who's in your friend group um and so um it's a very Mm -hmm. tragic story um i did some on some of my googling son what i found out is the house of course still sits empty and i think it's going out for it it has gone for auction or i don't know if it's been sold yet um um but of course this this guy got convicted and he's on on five accounts and again let's just mention again she was pregnant she was pregnant yes and they named him nico third child and it was a boy she wanted to call him nico so so that was heavy we had to debrief about it so heavy but we had to debrief about it did you we would like to hear if you watch this and we want to hear your thoughts on it let us know on instagram take a screenshot of this podcast and tag us and let us know if you watched this documentary and i just want to close this part of our podcast saying just hug your babies
because when my kids came home today, I was just like squeezing them. And so, um, and also, um, I, that's another reason why I want to reach out to son. Well, I reach out to her every day, but my, my sisters and to son, my other sister and then our girlfriends is, I just want to say, you know what? I appreciate our friendship because I know I have people in my life that would literally do the same thing for me. Like as soon as like, like nothing gets past son. Yeah. <laughs> but like, she's good at listening into her intuition. Like, <laughs> um is that That's I the just, truth again, intuition and again the, the friend it's, i just like if it wasn't for her that this investigation would have gone on for long people wouldn't have even noticed that she was missing maybe for an extra 24 hours but that was within the same day and i found that there's even a facebook group so that supports the friend it's like Nicole is the best. I don't know her last name, but they said she's the best really? friend that someone can or something. Just kind of like a not a fan club, but just kind of like a face group. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Surround yourself with people who truly care about you and have your best interests at heart. Ooh, that is such a heavy topic. It. I mean, take a breath. Normally, I have to take I a breath too. Heavy, so we can know, just we like, just you know, to... yeah, yeah. It's always good to to debrief with friends, and because obviously so there are many lessons in a story like this. Um, and unfortunately, this is a true story, but but like Deed said, you know, and trust your like intuition. If you see something, say something. And the eerie part is that you find out in in the documentary that that footage is yeah, the exact yeah, time exactly. that he's like basically loading her body yeah. in the car and oh i don't know yes it's just it's so it's very sinister but the presentation of the documentary was well done and i i mean indeed you'll have to keep us posted if you find anything new so whew, it was a good debrief i just same. I didn't I was like, think that see. I was going to be drawn in by minutes. it, yeah. and I was, and and I, and I think that's, and I think that the Literally. point that you're making is that she is someone you know. Like, hug your kiddos tight and uh, text your girlfriends. And you know what? Love thy love thy neighbor. I'm sorry, but literally, love thy neighbor because go neighbor. Right. Thank you for listening to Sisterhood as We Know It with Deed and Son. I am done catching up with Grey's Anatomy. Congratulations. I feel like, wait, I feel like we talked about this in our previous episode because I congratulated you then too. We did. Sorry. It's a big deal for me. You know, there's over 350 <laughs> episodes. That's another That stat. is an accomplishment. Six, six months, 350 episodes. I feel like you should get an award for that. I can. If somebody crashes, I know what to do. AKA they stop breathing or their heart stops. So what do you do? Give me a crash card. Stat. Page cardio, page neuro. I need to incubate.